All right, welcome to the first annual uh, Transatlantic Halloween Jamboree party. Um, we are joined this evening by our friends across the pond, known as Welcome to Horror. Adam's with me as cool well. Guys. Um, Welcome to horror, guys. So um, <laughs> we have Adam, uh, other Adam. We're gonna have to let's uh, hold on. Let's back up real quick before. Yeah. We, but we have before we do introductions, <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, get some housekeeping out of the way here. Okay, we got Adam, and uh, we got our Adam, crude rude dude, and then we got Adam from Welcome to Horror here. So how do how do we want to uh, how do we want to address? You, you can this? just call me. Listen, you can call me crude. You can call me rude. You call me dude, just CRD, <laughs> any of those works. All right. All right. I'm down with any of those. Thrill me. Good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. Okay, so uh, we have been uh, buddies with these guys from across the pond here uh, since, I guess this is about three or four years in the making. Uh, we're finally doing kind of a uh, mashup Halloween party episode. Again, we have Adam. Hello. We have Chris. Great to be here. And we have Lee. Happy Halloween, bitches. And then we have <laughs> Crude Rude Dude. What's up, ladies? <laughs> Not you on the call. The rest of y'all out there. Yeah. And I, I am uh, Snobby Bobby. And what we're going to do tonight is, um, in the theme of Halloween, we shall be discussing our top three Halloween movies. And this doesn't even have to be a Halloween movie or an October movie, but just whatever that means to you. Top three Halloween movies. For me personally, it means... Uh, something that I find myself regularly watching in in October. Does anyone else have any comments on that? Yeah, I've been trying to think a lot about uh, what what my, my top Halloween movies are, and all I can think of are the Rob Zombie Halloween movies that you hate. And and, and other than that, I'm just going to steal whatever ideas y'all have and say, yeah, yeah, that's one of mine. <laughs> Perfect segue, crude, rude dude, because there will be overlap here. I'm assuming since we all have impeccable tastes, except for you. Uh, but before oh, we is fantastic. <laughs> before we get into that, um, Lee, Chris, and Adam, why don't you guys give me the rundown as to what Welcome to Horror is, what it's about, kind of how you came up. Uh, give me the origin story here. Uh, so um, it was something we'd kicked the idea about of previously, um, myself and Adam. Um, yeah. And then Chris had done a podcast previously, like a techie podcast. Um, and then we were in the car on Christmas Day. We'd been to a, a family event. Um, and I mentioned to Chris, oh, it's funnily enough, I wanted to do a, a podcast, but I always wanted to do one on horror. And he said, oh, I've never really watched a lot of horror. There's so much out there, I wouldn't know where to start. Um, so it just all felt like it fell perfectly together. Plus, um, plus, I never get a chance to watch anything. So it was a perfect excuse that like, I have to watch something. Yes. Yeah. You got to set aside those uh, when you're an adult. We've talked about this before in our shows. You know, you got to shave out that time and, and say, hey, this is not uh, this is not going to be interrupted by grown up shit. This is my one thing I get to do. <laughs> it doesn't involve bills or kids or wives or mowing lawns or whatever it may be. So let me cut Bobby off and ask this, Chris. Uh, so so with you being in the podcast for years now, 
what yeah. is your take on the horror genre? You know, you've, you've been welcome to it. What are your feelings on it? <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, it's, it's just progressed so much. Like, um, we, we watched Sinister recently, and, mm. and that was, uh, yeah, I was not expecting that to work as well as it did. But I think, As a parent, that movie scares the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, well, especially <laughs> because the, the boy in it actually looks quite like my son, and he's about the same age, and it was like, okay, mm. that, that adds another layer to this. You know, it's like, <laughs> Yeah, no, just um, seeing so many different subgenres within the genre of horror, uh, horror, just, you know, learning so much about it. It's been fantastic. Adam, uh, or I'm sorry, Crude Rude Dude, I'd mentioned to uh, Adam the last time we got together for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 episode that I'm... Mm. Best best Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie ever. Oh, it's so freaking good. Yeah, we should have invited yeah. you on that one. Um, yeah, but you don't... Yeah, <laughs> anyways, moving on. Let's move past that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I, what I was going to say is I, I had pointed out uh, how proud I am of Chris, of, of how far he has come, because his reaction to that movie was, uh, if I'm wrong, let me know, but it was just pure, utter uh, joy and, and satisfaction. Faction. Yeah. Um, and I was telling uh, Lee and Adam that if if they had shown that to him first, I don't know if there still would be a Welcome to Horror <laughs> podcast. Yeah. You can't <laughs> leave with that. from horror. Yeah, don't lead with that one. No. Yeah, it's like Motorhead coming out and doing Ace of Spades first. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, something else that's been really good is that we've heard from other people who have been able to follow with us and. I think get a lot out of it and be introduced fully. Um, Claire being one of them. Yeah. And, and here's my outsider perspective on Welcome to Horror, um, especially compared to us. They actually do pretty intensive research on the films they watch rather than just bitching oh, wow. at each other all day. <laughs> so that's good to get hmm. your uh, get your fix of trivia and actual uh, history and information on these uh, movies. And you guys do everything from you know, classic hammer films all the way up to like you were saying, sinister, more modern stuff and stuff like, you know, Phantom of the Paradise and, and things of that nature, which is one of Adam and I's uh, only movies that drag we, me to hell. I was listening to your drag me to hell episode. Lovely. Thank Such you. A good movie. Yeah. We tried to, it, it, that was kind of one of the things we set out when we started recording was we wanted Chris to not just see the modern stuff, but give him a complete overview, all the, all the different subgenres and a bit of every decade and try and get a, a real mix so that he didn't miss any elements because uh, i mean obviously adam and myself have been watching horror uh, forever really since we were kids um so a lot of stuff that we even stuff that we kind of like myself you know italian horror and stuff i'm not a fan Ooh. of so i leave that um but we just tried to give him a bit of everything. Having said that, I've just realised, having said that, we haven't shown him any Italian horror, so I'm a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> Let him watch the Spiria or something. Yeah. I mean, come on, mm. yeah. That's, mm. that's that's the one to go with. That's, that's the, the one. one. Not that, not that remake shit. <laughs> yeah see see bobby won't let us watch any modern horror movies i mean and granted me and him he and i have been watching horror movies for many 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 years so i'll be like let's do something from 2005 and bobby's like no or i'm like let's <laughs> let's did, do this movie uh, everybody's the... seen and bobby's like it's too mainstream no <laughs> we did the descent one time that's Hipster the most uh, <laughs> that's the most uh, we mo did... modern movie we, we watched did the... We did the descent slash. Uh, what was the other one? Doomsday. Doomsday. That's yeah. a good oh, wow. one. Neil, Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall is one of our favorite. Neil Marshall uh, double feature there. One of our favorite limeys of all time, gentlemen. So He's thank you for yeah, Neil it, Marshall. Hey, is it okay to say limey? I'm not even sure anymore. Is that offensive yeah. too? Yeah. I, I just I just had the thought that yeah, it was possible to say something offensive 
and I don't think it is. All right, cool. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I, like, I, I can't imagine. What, like, what could someone say to English people to offend us? Yeah. You can call me a yank. I don't care. What? So we have got crude root food on the line. Let's not put that to <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to see all the fire. There's a challenge. I'll try not to be... I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know that Bobby likes to edit my cussing, so I don't know if this is going to go on y'all's podcast. What your uh, your rules are on profanity? So I'm going to keep it PG-13. All right, it's going to be like uh, Conan the Destroyer. Why the hell was that movie PG-13? We'll see how long that shit. lasts. That's why. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, yeah, no, we we don't have any. We're pretty no holds barred, really. Um, but, uh, but Bobby, uh, you're going to you're going to regret saying that, there, there, Lee. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, one thing I wanted to ask you guys too is how do you uh, how do you guys you know you want to you want to cover the whole spectrum of horror to introduce this to Chris um, though he is basically one of us at this point but you might as well keep making episodes. <laughs> um, how do you decide on uh, what movies to watch? Because Adam and I, or I'm sorry, Crude Rude Dude and I have a very contentious uh, process usually um, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. There, do you have a rotation or does someone just throw ideas out there and you go with it everyone gets along i, I don't know what that's like to be y'all, y'all seem like generally friendly with each other uh, which is the big difference between bobby and i <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're not quite as combative definitely <laughs> a l- little bit less abuse yeah <laughs> unless unless they've locked me in the dungeon for that week yes, yes. That's, that's the stuff we cut out <laughs> <laughs> I like leave it, <laughs> but we do. Um, we sort of, I don't know. We just sort of stumble into him. I suppose we started off with a sort of idea of. So we showed him what was the first thing we did was the um, woman in black, like yep. the one with Harry Potter in it. Yeah, and um, it's a good movie. It's actually a good movie. It is. It is. Um, so we did that as the first one, as kind of like just a testing ground because i hadn't seen it either so it was a bit sort of like, like lee was the only one who'd seen it and then we went sort of universal then we did a hammer it was like sort of the obvious sort of stuff to go to and then after that it became like it's a bit seven uh six degrees of separation sort of kevin bacon because it will just be like we just did sinister that's because we couldn't remember what film we were planning to do next and it had the same <laughs> like, poser yeah. as dragged me to hell which was the one we were recording at the time so yeah excellent um all right well i got to do this before we jump into it you got to do the obligatory movie podcast mashup uh question what is everyone drinking this evening if anything i have a lime mint elderflower italian sparkling water Nice. Ooh. Wow. I am I am not drunk today. So you're staying sober for this one. <laughs> I don't have to be in the That's same room as you, Bobby. <laughs> I don't have to be in the same room as you, so I don't need to drink right now. I'm on Prosecco. Oh, wow. Nice. Ooh, Damn. Did, did you get married yeah, today? Right. Are you drinking that straight from the bottle? <laughs> no, no, no. I've got past that now. I've bought a glass. And uh, Lee looks like he has some sort of murky... Um, sewage water there. What is that? Yeah, what is that jug you were drinking out of, Lee? What is that? <laughs> so I, I went to a um, local micro pub um, and got a flagon of beer. Um, so I'm currently drinking Tiny Rebels uh, Feed the Rhythm, which is a hazy beer. Did you say a flagon? What the hell is yeah. a flagon? Uh, it's a, a four pint jug, effectively. Oh. 
Um, yeah, so you just take it in there and lace it up. And I, honestly, I, I don't even know what a pint is, but hey, I'll take it. Right? <laughs> you commies in your metric system. This pint's not a metric. Yeah. Uh, looks good. Uh, looks yeah. good. And a black bottle stock for uh, oh, between um, beers. I've never seen that before. Adam, yes, I will. Or I'm sorry, crude, rude, dude. I will warn you. You will learn cool urban um, um, UK uh, vernacular by listening to Welcome to Sweet. Horror. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. I mean... So- Oh, go ahead. Chris's turn. So I was going to say, am I going to get told off by the Texans for trying to drink American Amber West Coast Wherry from Norfolk? I don't even know what that is. No, to each their own. <laughs> to each their own. Hey, if, it's, if it makes you happy, I go for it. I don't judge people by what they drink anymore because I don't have any room to talk. <laughs> um, we all have White our... claws. I do, yeah, exactly. Oh. Well, uh, I, yeah. Had to, I, had to buy, I had to buy Bobby a, a Michelob Ultra tall boy now i don't know if y'all have that over there it's like basically uh water. toilet water it's like the most <laughs> the lightest beer you could possibly get i'm like why am i spending money on this for you bobby because i, you I am vaguely life? on the ketogenic diet and i wanted Ooh. something to uh we drank it with with old fashions i mean that's not <laughs> ketogenic is it i mean come on yeah, yeah. Well, if, if you drink it with something that you have to add sugar to it's not worth it right. You might yeah. as well try it off, dude. It was a cheat day. <laughs> and today mm-hmm. today is a cheat day for me because I am drinking um, the English beer, though brewed in Jamaica, and it's not English, but uh, Red Stripe. So oh, mm. That is a gig beer. If you ever go to a venue yeah. and you're paying 6 or $7 for a can of ropey beer, it's always Red Stripe if you're watching a band. Really? In London. Yeah. Wow. Just the way it's kind of like we have uh, we have Paps Blue Ribbon and Lone Star here. It sounds like a kind of version, like the kind of go to. I don't know if I'd call it cheap, but you know, not uh, just stop talking, Bobby. Let's get on with this. All week. right, all right. Thanks, thanks for the day. support there, Adam. <laughs> Trying to explore our cultural diversity on this episode, and you just shit all over it. Just before we do jump into it, sorry, just very quickly because uh, Chris has just reminded me drinking wherry. I was going to say, I did have um, a keg of wherry at my wedding, which was on Halloween. So uh, if you're mm. to this, my lovely wife, happy anniversary. Excellent. All right. Let me, let me uh, before we really jump into it and start getting into these movies, how do you guys kind of celebrate out there? Talk to me about Halloween in the UK. I think we're kind of, we have finally woke up to how big a celebration it is in America. And so we're starting to approach that. But I think certainly me and Lee growing up, I think it was few and far between the people even knew that it was Halloween. So if you yeah. went, wow. if you went and trick or treated uh, when you were a child, would people be like, fuck off? I don't know what you're talking about. Or how does that work? I remember having to explain to some people. Mm. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> I don't understand. And we were like, I knock on the door and you give me, you're going to give me sweets or money. And they go, oh, okay. They're British, so they're Here's some mutton. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in your bag. I, think, I know I know Claire was told that she couldn't go trick-or-treating because it was begging. Mm, yeah, mm, I, yes. I heard that from some. I, wow. We, we did up our road have it, you know, it was okay, but I don't remember going out or dressing up that much when I was younger. But no. I can say, having moved to a small village, um... Uh, near Colchester in Essex, uh, I've been amazed at how big it is around here. So last year, 
we took our kids out for the first time and it was massive. There were just people had done such impressive, you know, big grotto, walking around with axes, like playing a good role. It was just like, yeah, I was really impressed. So I think if anything, I'm going to be getting into it way more as a 40 year old than nice. I was as a child. Yeah. Nice. Your village is a bit wicker, man, though, to be fair. Don't yeah. You? I was going to say, Shane, <laughs> yeah. you obviously have, you had lockdown, so you didn't see the other traditions that they really go <laughs> yeah. for. Yes. <laughs> Dancing around the Maypole and burning a police. The bees. <laughs> hey, that's happening in Portland right now. Um, uh, all right, so would you would you say uh, you would credit um, film as possibly being a um, the inception of Halloween uh, virally uh, appearing in the UK in the in the modern day? Like you guys grew up on Halloween type movies, um, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that film has anything to do with the uh, the celebration over there nowadays? Oh, definitely. I think it's a lot of. I mean, when you see the the stuff popping up, it's like, um, you know, it, they're starting to do things like horror houses and things like that, and they're generally popular. I mean, that was that was always the thing. The cheap mask that you could buy every Halloween for the past fifteen years was the Jason Hockey mask. Excellent. Where it's obviously just and a lot of, at the moment, like the pound shop is just full of uh, purge masks. Nice. Sort of things. Nice. So I think a lot of it feeds from whatever's contemporary in horror interesting but, um i mean people were aware of it but they were generally they were generally weirdos uh like my my mum was always up like celebrating it but then she has real moments of creepiness so she can <laughs> she's just sinister in certain ways mm. you know i think i think the mafia would regard her as a clean sheet because she would happily go and murder someone do you need to lay down on the chase lounge and 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 uh, describe these to me? Um, cool, just get it all out. Just get it all out. All right, well, let's get into it. Let's talk about the the films. UK Adam, I want to start with you. This is one of the movies that you guys introduced me to. Are these in any particular order, by the way? Can you just oh let God. me answer the question instead of just keeping talking, Bobby? Right, shut up, man. My, mine aren't in any order. I just I just sort of put together a top three of. All right. Yeah. What would be my Halloween go-tos? UK Adam, what is one of your films uh, of your top three Halloween movies? Uh, definitely Ghost Watch, which was a British drama that they showed on the BBC in 1992 um, and has just spread across the world. And I know I'm, gl- I'm glad that we introduced people to it not just Chris, a lot of people sort of seem to feedback where they've not seen it the first time round or they were too young. And um yeah, it's just fucking great. And, and you I, know he spread it over here to me. Crude Rude dude, you were saying something there? Oh, I was cutting him off, I'm sorry. No, you spread over here to me. So you got it, you got it all the way yeah. here. I watched it today, it's fantastic. I'm like, yeah, God, like amazing. Two hours ago. Yeah. Amazing. It. Yeah. yeah it's, it's got done. Mind's blown. For people that haven't seen it, uh, what is Ghostwatch about? Crude Brew, dude, I would like to hear your take on it. Ooh. So here's what here's what Ghostwatch is about, right? Back in the 90s, this thing called the BBC, and it's just, I guess it's like the, 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 a, the CBS of England. I don't fucking know. So uh, <laughs> some guy got him to do a, a live TV broadcast 
that was a ghost hunting show. And so the whole world watches it, the whole country watches it on Halloween. And it was, it's amazingly done because they go investigate this house where there's like these kids and it's always, it's always teenage girls, right? Ghosts are always with the fucking teenage <laughs> girls. I get it. So anyways, they, they start doing the whole walk through and they're like setting everything up and they're in it's like real actual news broadcasters so people mm. watching this will think it was a real thing and then you start going through it it's just kind of lame at the beginning and then like stuff starts happening and then they're like halfway through like oh wait it was all staged and it's it's so beautifully done and then by the end it's not all staged and then by the end everybody who's watching it is involved in it too that yeah. thing that thing was amazingly done like it really i mean i bobby told me to watch it because because this because y'all and uh I watched it today and it really floored me. I mean, like from start to finish, it was fantastically done. And just yeah. no, I wish I had gotten to see it when it happened, freaking thirty whatever years ago when y'all got to watch it. You know. So yeah, did you guys well, that watch that on we, on the original broadcast? Yeah. Me and Lee did, and I think Lee Lee came into it late. So because it, it was part of like the BBC had like a one-off drama strand at that point. And so it was just part of a series of like films that were the BBC had made. So you got that at the start of it, and then it goes into the broadcast. But then Lee came into it a bit late. And as you say, it's done exactly how a live TV show from the BBC would have been done at that point. We have we have like a crime show called uh, a show called Crime Watch, and they do like Nature Watch sort of stuff. So Watch was always like a thing. They actually gave out the real BBC's number and all the people presenting it are real BBC journalists like Sarah Green, who is the, the woman on like, in the house. She'd been on she'd been on that morning on like a kids show called Going Live presenting that. <laughs> and and Going Live had the same phone number. It was like the BBC switchboard number that they gave out. So anyone who sort of watched Going Live could later on find the same number. And um, yeah. And the BBC staffed the um, switchboard with um, like guys from the uh, uh, Society for Psychological Research and like, yeah, basically sort of ghost experts in inverted commas. And so, yeah, so anyone ringing in to worry was met by someone who was probably just winding them up and sort of winding out those, oh no, it's genuinely real and we've checked the, uh, you know, a, a lot of chakras and sort of stuff like that. So absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah. So good. <laughs> and I think, uh, I mean, I've gone back and listened to it kind of had a bit of a war of war of the worlds, um, reaction. Is mm -hmm. that fair to say mm -hmm. where people didn't yeah. know yeah. if it was real or not? And a lot of people, I mean, I, I know there was a kid that committed suicide after watching it and a lot yeah. of us. That's pretty crazy. Apparently, 30,000 people called in yeah. during yeah. the broadcast. 30,000 people. And so the switchboards got jammed up. So anybody that got through and actually got to talk to somebody, like, they didn't know. And, was, and they ended so up good. talking to some guy from the Society for Psychical Research. So they weren't mm. like, they probably weren't the most reassuring people to bring up. You know, they weren't going to say, oh, yeah, it's just a drama. Don't worry, ghosts aren't real. You know, well, I, do that. <laughs> I guess my question is this, was it, um, was it pre-recorded? I mean, it wasn't all recorded live. I mean, it was, there was, there's a production value to it and oh, stuff, no, you know, I, so I mean, it I, had to have been. I think it was, it was literally just shot as, as, it, you know, it was shot and just broadcast. It didn't have mm -hmm. any, um, 
I mean, because a lot of it is, I mean, like I say, even like the outside broadcast stuff, they just went and genuinely filmed it using an outside broadcast unit. Right. But it, it just looks, because I, I think this is where it failed for Chris, is because Chris is younger than me and Lee. And I don't think he knew television in that format quite. I think things have moved on a yeah. bit and everything had a bit more production value than it does in this. Where it's very have, probably. But how old are all you guys? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. One of the other issues I've got is with anything that's presenting it as real ghosts. And so it's really hard for me to stay fully immersed because I, I had a period where I just was obsessed with trying to find real ghosts. And I visited everywhere that our local area said, yep, it's there. It's there. I've seen it. I have honestly seen it. Just go there. You'll see this the white lady in in a little around a little pond just out the back of lady. Lee's house. Yeah, and and the never man, and, and it's just like never. I never found anything. So I've just been completely disillusioned by anything that presents it as real instantly. Speaking I'm of which, cynical, Adam is chomping at the bit right now. Why don't you explain <laughs> why? I'm sorry, crude rude dude's chomping at the bit right now. We uh, Bobby and I went on a. Uh, Local Ooh. Austin, Texas ghost investigation last night. Last wow. night, spent forty five bucks a piece um, to have a guy wearing a, a tactical vest full of little homemade um, like ghost detectors that he got on eBay. Those weren't homemade; and those were factory built in China. No, the dude he bought them from <laughs> made them at home. So, so <laughs> we're out there, and basically, imagine this: it's like old timey houses and shit, right? And some big field. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. On but paper, it's very cool. And the guy who's running the thing is like, we're, it's in the dark. We're at night in the dark. And he's pointing at shadows. He's like, look, you see over there in those shadows? There's shadows moving. There's ghosts right there. Like, he just kept pointing out ghosts everywhere. I'm like, dude, there's no fucking ghosts. There's nothing. There's nothing here. Adam, I, I, I want to nice. commend you for you. Uh, you behaved yourself quite well. <laughs> For not yeah, calling yeah, yeah. bullshit on that guy, <laughs> I was trying to really throw myself into it, and uh, halfway through, you know, when we were staring at the tree line, and the guy was standing right next to me, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, sometimes the ghosts appear gray. Look out for gray shadows." I'm just staring, like, dude, what the fuck is this guy talking about? That's when I started uh, like just losing faith in all of it, all just like life and 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 uh, all. I, I just lost faith in everything, basically. In existence, in existence. Yeah. Yes, it was a it was an existential crisis I went through last night, and uh, yeah, there. And then Adam and I, and we will probably go into it in more detail on our episode. Uh, but uh, Adam and I just started, for lack of a better word, uh, fucking with this guy. Um, so there's a cliffhanger there. There's a cliffhanger. All right. So uh, Ghost Watch is a uh, phenomenal endeavor uh, with a hell of a. I, I just wanted to. Sorry, I just wanted to put the record straight on how uh, just uh, as part of it. Um, so it, I didn't come into it late. I'd been told by my family. Uh, that it was that they'd read it in the paper and it was kind of put across as if it was real. So I'd been told, oh, there's a live broadcast going on from a haunted house, and I watched it with that obvious frame of mind. Mm. Um, and had I made it to the end when it all goes mental and over the top, I would have realised 
But as a non-believer in ghosts, I still shit my pants and turned it off about an hour and a quarter in <laughs> just before it got ludicrous. So Lee, I have to ask, uh, when you watch it now as a grown man, do you shit your pants when you... when you? I am not far from it. Wow. <laughs> wow. It holds up, is what he's trying to say, folks. Lee used to use the term, this will leave a dot in your pants. Yeah. It's so polite and graphic at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, all right, let's go. Uh, let's go to the U.S. side of things. Uh, Adam, uh, I'm sorry, crude, rude, dude. What do you got? Let, let's see. Oh, so, I mean, I don't know, man. Every Halloween for like 20 years, and this isn't a horror movie, but uh, I've watched The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. That's very Halloween to me. Now that I have a kid, especially, like that's just something that I watch every freaking year. And I'll watch it. I, I watch it at Christmas too because it's a twofer. You know, mm-hmm. it's a Christmas movie and a Halloween movie. And how many Halloween movies you got for kids? You know. Now you you got to give me some details, but don't spoil it because I am absolutely thinking of showing it to them either oh. this Halloween or Christmas. And I don't have know you ever seen best. it. I haven't. No. Oh. So I thought. But I need to know if there's any bits that may yeah, scare yeah, yeah. a yeah, quite yeah, sure there were. Sure easy there were. scared child. <laughs> of course. But, but guess what? You, you, yeah, yeah, there are. Uh, how old are your kids? How old are they? The, the 10-year-old boy still has serious nightmares. He oh, wow. struggles. The 7-year-old daughter, she'll probably be fine. Mm. Yeah. My, my kid's been watching it since he was like four. Uh, I okay. show it to them at Halloween. And then be like, if you like this, we can watch it again for Christmas. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some creepy parts to it, but it's 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 all good fun. There's like there's songs. There's Jack the Pumpkin King. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's this oogie boogie guy that's made out of bugs. Oh, it's fantastic! It's fantastic. You should watch it. Uh, everyone I know who's seen it says it's great. It's real good. I've suddenly okay. realised that we need to show Ted that as well this, mm-hmm. uh, this Halloween because I he'll mm-hmm. just like it from songs. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's so made for we- kids. Yes, I went uh, last year at Wembley. They did it live with Danny Elfman and uh, Catherine O'Hara. Oh, wow. The whole original sound. So they just played it on a big screen and they sung it all live and everything. Uh, And that was full of kids. And it was absolutely full of kids, apart from me and my mate Manny. (laughs) And it was incredible. It was brilliant. And we sung to him. It was great. Perfect. Sounds amazing. I want to see it live. Cool. Um, let's swing back. Uh, Lee, what do you got? So, uh, so my first one, uh, again, a, a bit like Crude Rude, dude. Um, it's not a horror film because I watch horror all year round. So I like to go back to stuff that I liked from years ago. Um, so the Halloween Tree, the animated show from uh, 1993. Um, it's an adaptation of the Ray Bradbury uh, book. Uh, and it, it basically, it's uh, the whole story is a way of teaching kids about the traditions of Halloween. So why mummies are scary and why they dress as witches and vampires and ghosts and stuff. Um, yeah, and the animated one's absolutely brilliant. It's Ray Bradbury narrates it, and Leonard Nimoy plays Mantrout, mm-hmm. the um, the uh, evil spirit. Did you say Mantrout? Uh, no, uh, Ma- I think it's Mand- Mound Shroud. Oh. I think it's Mound Shroud. I was thinking of a grown yeah. half man, half trout. Like, yeah. Because yeah. that well, would be horrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. It's my, um, yeah, tiny rebel making me slow. Yeah, that's um, all right. 
But actually, I was going to say to you, Bobby, I have it on high authority, as in I've heard from your wife that you've never watched this. And, like, you totally should. It's awesome. Why are you talking to my wife? I've never seen it either. Oh. Yeah, yeah, well, see, I bought it on VHS, um, and then obviously didn't have a VHS player for forever, and it never came out on DVD until about three years ago. Um, And I bought it this year. Yeah, and put a picture up of it on Instagram. Yeah, and your wife mentioned Bobby and said, oh, oh, I love this. It's great. Bobby's never seen it. And I was like, that's what? Tr- that's true. I've never seen it. And now uh, I have a feeling I'm going to walk away from this episode, like with nine movies on my list of things <laughs> that I've never seen that I need to watch. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, I will definitely sit down at least at some point this month with the old lady and uh, check out the Halloween tree. I do like Ray Bradbury. Who doesn't? Right. Yeah. Hmm. So it's like a, like a tree that like things grow on. Right. Uh, yeah, so the, the story is so it's it's Halloween night. They're all going trick or treating, and the kind of gang leader, I suppose, that you know, the coolest kid in the group. Um, they go to his house and are told that uh, he can't come out, and then they see his ghost leave the house and go to an old haunted house in the town. So they follow the ghost, and he goes into the garden, and the house is owned by Mister Manshroud, um, and then. The kid goes in the garden and climbs up a tree full of jack-o'-lanterns, and one of the jack-o'-lanterns has got his face on it, and he grabs it and flies away, and then they fly after him and basically travel through time to Halloween's past and see this is where witches came into the story. This is what happens in Mexico for the Day of the Dead. Mm. This is why mummies are, you know, people dress as mummies. Um, yeah, and it's, it, like, it's kind of... Uh, is you know very child friendly and stuff um but yeah like i i mean i didn't see it until i was probably 20 years old and i still love the shit out of it so uh i'm unapologetic about that really. well i just uh, i just ordered it from amazon as you yes, go it's on the way it's on the way <laughs> we're all we're all learning and growing together <laughs> um <laughs> All right, I guess that would make it uh, it would make it my turn. Um, I'm gonna go like you guys have such cool answers to these questions. I got a bunch of like basic bitch stuff to talk like normal. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna That's go. Probably- uh, 2006, written and directed by James Gunn, one of my all time favorite movies of the genre. Rob Zombie's Halloween. Slither. Oh, cool. Slither, I don't really consider it a Halloween movie, but for whatever reason, when I'm going through that whole, like, it's October and I want to start watching movies of this, you know, caliber, this genre that I like, um, Slither always ends up in that mix. Um, Basically, Asteroid hits a small town. Uh, It has an alien alien slug organism in it. Uh, The slugs infect the residents, uh, being, you know, first Michael Rooker. Uh, from uh, yeah. from uh, uh, Walking Dead and Mallrats, I guess. Um, what else was he? Henry Portrait of a Serial Henry Killer. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Um, so the slugs start to infect the residents of the town and turn them into zombies and mutants. And um, it's a lot of practical effects, especially for the time. Uh, the, 2006 was like the pinnacle of shitty CGI. And uh, they said, <laughs> no, we're going to do as much practical effects as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, we got... Uh, is it Nathan Fillion from from Firefly? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And as mentioned, Michael Rooker, Elizabeth Banks. Um, the reason I like it is like it's legitimately hilarious. For example, there's a scene where Michael Rooker had mutated into like this kind of slimy Lovecraftian tentacle blob thing. Um, and there's a line from one of the townies that says, I don't care what kind of leprosy you got. We need to find that girl. We can make this peaceful or we can make this hard. And then mutant Michael Rooker whips him with his tentacle and splits him in half. So mm-hmm. uh, beautiful scene. It's wonderfully tongue in cheek. A uh, lot of great horror tropes. And it's it's not uh, like a cash in trope it's like a love letter trope kind of thing um very reminiscent of night of the creeps which could easily have been on my list as well um but at the end of the day um if if anyone's in my home and says in this in this film comes up and and they say i've never seen slither uh it's like the evening's plans have changed um <laughs> sit down we're, we're gonna watch slither uh, uh, you won't be surprised. I've never seen Slither, but I think we need to add this to the list. I'm just writing it right now as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> I have only seen the bit where Michael Rooker is turned into a giant angry bollock. And <laughs> yeah, I just turned on one. I was like, is that Michael Rooker in a giant testicle? <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. Totally like, well, I've clearly missed a lot of this film. So maybe I should reserve it and then just never got around to it. So I need to. So obviously, I know Lee has seen it. So Adam, you've never seen it in in full, and then Chris has not seen no. it. Lee, I need I need your help here, buddy. All right, you got a thumbs up there. Yeah, I've added it to is is it's one of those films that you can just put on whenever. It doesn't matter what mood you're in. It's like it's horror, it's comedy, it's gory, it's stupid. So no matter what you're in the mood for this film fits that mold every time it's yeah it's, it's got everything yeah it, it does yeah, it's yeah it does have everything all totally right. on our list now excellent all right chris what do you got okay so this is really probably my first year where i'm actually planning to build up to halloween and i say because of last year being so good and that my kids were so interested in it it's like, okay yeah we can actually you know plan the way we would for christmas um and so yeah i was thinking what what would get me in the mood out of all the films we've watched i was trying to think of the ones that i think were suitable and i, I have this sense that halloween is it's fun so you want something fun and maybe a bit like hide but there is an element of you know scary fear going on so i've picked three that hopefully cover all of that i'm going to start with the uh the serious one and i'd like to say a few bits and see if any of you can work out what it is and whether you actually think it's horror and i'm going to argue that i think it is and that i think it's a great halloween film so requiem for a dream oh <laughs> is it triumph it, of the will <laughs> 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 we'll see if I've done better. <laughs> so no, but look, I'll tell you, the cover definitely looks horror. Like if anyone saw it, they'd think that's a horror film. At the start, you see the mother reading the book. It. That's that's a little hint that it could be a horror is film. It, is it? It is it a movie? Oh. It. <laughs> I don't think that that happens in it. You're thinking of the Princess Bride. <laughs> 
That'd be proper meta if in it. That is what would have improved it is if at the start of it, Fred Savage had been read it by <laughs> Columbo. <laughs> Peter Falk. He's a legend in, in uh, Budapest, by the way. Um, hey, uh, Chris, before you before you continue, I just want to say whenever we come to you, I just want you to give us hints and we will try to guess All right. what it is. So you, please continue. I think... I think the next two you definitely will get, but yeah, this one I'll be interested to see who gets this first, right? So, so you got a couple of hints there, right? The the next big one, this could give it away. Uh, about two thirds of the way through, they go to the cinema and they watch Evil Dead. Donnie Darko. Yes, well done. I love that movie. Donnie Darko yeah, is one of the few movie. films that I will I I, I will I, I finished and then I'm just like I'm just gonna watch it again because I like that movie so much. I just started over right there. I go so far as to say that is much more of a Halloween movie than Bobby's shit pick of Slither. Slither's a great movie, but this actually has something to do with Halloween. No, it's yeah. great. It's great. Yeah. So, way to be on point. So that's it. Yeah. So Perfect. I was trying to think, and we we haven't watched this, but it was when I watched it, I had no idea what it was about, and I think I watched it soon after it came out. And we just put it on and watching it and i was like this is just getting so good and and i really realized watching it again so th- this might only be the second or third time i've actually seen it um but yeah i was watching it last night and it was uh like sort of half 12 and it was like okay this is th- they've just done the horror elements in this so well yeah even though they sort of keep it to uh you know it doesn't get to a crazy level but it is just so well produced um and and then the light-hearted bits really you know great contrast but then there is a deep story to it as well and obviously if you, a little if you bit had of said duran duran i would have guessed yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you should have got barbarella <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um and, uh, and then the other things that stood out i did not remember the actors that were in it so you got patrick swayze playing the weirdest role he's ever played i think oh, in a film so you got seth rogan also playing the weirdest role I think I've ever seen him oh, play. Shit, I, forgot. I was like, in there. It is a nasty bit of work. Like, when did that happen? So, yeah, I don't know if he's ever done anything like that. Still one of my favourite films, and I'm glad that it was not only considered potentially horror, um, but yeah, and could also be my Halloween film. And there's a legit Halloween right. party in that movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You already said so that, So Mean yeah. Girls is a, um, is a viable choice here. The movie Mean Girls. Shut so up. That- it's Adam's turn. All right, it's Adam's turn. <laughs> it's not your turn anymore, Bobby. Shut up. Adam, what do you got for your next one? This is definitely my basic bitch one because it comes from the Halloween franchise, but it is Halloween 3. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I know that the Halloween fans will be pissed off because it's the one without Michael Myers, <laughs> but it's the but it's the one with John Carpenter's score mm. with fucking uh, John Carpenter's script, Nigel Neal's script. Yeah. It's and Tom that, motherfucking Atkins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom, Tom mm. Atkins, and we spent the whole film trying to work out what his handkerchief in his pocket yeah. meant in the gay cruising scene. And I can't remember what we came to in the end, but yeah, we did. Uh... <laughs> we did work it out, and I'm glad we Googled that on my... Uh... Browser, so uh, <laughs> yes, thanks for that. Uh, did anyone else choose Halloween three season the witch? No, interesting because that almost made my list, and it's definitely up there. 
Um, I did. Mm. I did not like that movie for the longest time. And then, uh, of all people, uh, crude, rude dude was like, "No, you have to sit down and actually watch this again." And uh, yeah. You don't be mad. I just was, it was kind of that group think of like, but it doesn't even have Michael Myers in it. Um, yeah. And it's very similar. Yeah. I compare it to the Misfits, uh, Crude Rude Dude. Um, don't even fucking start talking about Michael Graves on this fucking call. I swear to God, <laughs> I will fucking hang up. Here's the deal with Halloween 3. Let me cut you off and actually talk about that movie. That movie scared the shit out of me as a kid because mm. I remember seeing it. I'm like, wait, this is Halloween. There's no Michael Myers. But why do the masks make kids' faces turn into bugs? And I'm like, what, what is the motivation behind the bad guy? Like, my goal is to turn children's faces to bugs. But fucking why? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I love it. It's great. It's, genius. I love it's it. a commentary I, on uh, corporate pollution and uh, marketing and uh and tom atkins is like a 45 year old man like banging like a 25 year old girl and i'm all about that <laughs> i'm all about that <laughs> I, th I think that's that i think you're right i think uh crew uh, dude i think you're right there that it's the weird thing of all the other halloween films i'm not a sexy girl i'm probably all right when michael myers turns up but it's See for which no children just get their faces melted, <laughs> and, and and also it just ends bleakly, as well. You know, it's just sort of like it basically it's like yeah, you can't win because it's happened. It's very it's, it's, happened. It's the same as ghost watch in a weird way. I obviously quite get taken with things where it ends with a whole <laughs> everyone is fucked because of this. So because I'm a chirpy soul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a great way to end the film. It's a great way to end the film. <laughs> All right, uh, crude, rude dude. What do you got for your number two? So this is a toss-up. I had to decide between two movies with very, very similar titles: um, either Trick or Treat or Trick or Treat. And I decided Ooh. to go with Trick or Treat, the one, Ooh, yes. the Mike Doherty one with the with the little kid, the anthology one. That mm -hmm. movie is phenomenal. I'm I'm gonna have to step in here. Uh huh. You've guessed my second one. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man, that's two points for Adam. Yeah. It, and there's the thing about that movie, like, what I, I had heard about it, it's like there's a weird story. Like, it got made, and then they shelved it for, like, three years. Like, mm -hmm. it never got released. I watched it in the late 2000s or mid-2010s or whatever. I bootlegged it. It had never been released. And I got a bootleg of it because I used to you know, download movies off the internet. And it was like a DVD quality film. Like, Used wow, this is a really to. good quality. But yeah, but it, <laughs> it, it, it was before all the streaming services existed, okay? I don't need mm. to I'll pay fucking three bucks on Amazon Prime. I don't give a shit. But, um, but, but for whatever reason, they sat on that movie. And the cast is spectacular. Mm. Each of the stories are, are they're, they're so different, but so fresh. And just the way it was all tied together with the comic book aesthetic, like yeah. everything about that movie is really fantastic. And it really catches the whole Halloween spirit of like, you know, all the kids out on the streets, crazy, huge Halloween parties happening and stuff. Like, and that's the kind of Halloween I always wanted to be involved in when I was a kid. Mm. Never really had until, like, now. But, uh, but yeah, trick or treat. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Wait, so, so this was one, uh, it was episode 11, I think this was. And this was my first anthology, I think, mm -hmm. um, or portmanteau. What's the difference? Anyone? No difference. No. Uh, what, what, what's what's a pork mentos? Wankier. Is that like a <laughs> word? <laughs> we're both equally confused. What is the word? Uh, so so in, in England, they're also referred to as pork mento movies. <laughs> and yeah. 
portmanteau it was a uh, type of luggage where it's basically a big chest with loads of little ones in it like loads of uh, smaller boxes in it so you'd go mm, somewhere and like a russian doll yeah kind of thing yeah so that's you must have said all this in the episode and i completely forgot I don't it know if we did to be honest <laughs> It is like this so clever the, the way the story unfolds, and especially because each of the four different perspectives is a great story in itself, and you get hints at what the others are seeing, but you don't know exactly what's happening. You don't know who the good guys are, who the bad guys are, um, the twists, you know, all the way through. Just, all the way through. It's, yeah, so good, and and the it all ties together. Fantastic, yeah, and and it was such a good blend of um, horror. The scary bits, but then it's funny, entertaining, ju- like just so well done. It, yeah, perfect Halloween movie. The yeah, they weave Excellent. it together. They weave it together so well, and like you said, fucking incredible cast. Yeah, you got like fucking Brian Cox and um, now the, the, now that name's gone. I can't think of the dude's name, the dad. That the, was guy the, pumpkin, was, yeah. the guy from Happiness? Yeah. The guy from Happiness. Yeah, don't yeah. show Chris Happiness. <laughs> Chris, have you seen Happiness? That's a tough one. Chris, no. Like, he actually might like it because he likes all that uh, Argento, or not Argento. Uh, I'm assuming it's not very happy then. Uh, no. it's, I, I would call it a dark satire. Mm. Uh, See, this, yeah, this, it's that. <laughs> this was again something that came up when we did Drag Me to Hell. Happiness. We had made Chris. Uh, Chris we had made Chris aware that it was a. Um, uh, shit! Why has his name completely disappeared? Evil Dead. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi yeah. Uh, yeah, we hadn't made. We hadn't told him it was a Sam Raimi film, so he spent most of the film trying to work out whether he should be laughing or not. <laughs> but then we said we were going to do Sinister next, and Chris just went, "Right, can you tell me now? Is, is it a comedy or not?" Yeah. No, 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 really not. No. No, no, no. I probably could have worked that out on that one. <laughs> it would have been interesting if you said yes and then left me. If to... you started laughing during Sinister, like props to you, man. All right, so we had a we had a two for there. Uh, is it trick or treat or trick or treat? I can never. I can always get them confused. Trick or. Trick or Treat is the one that has Gene Simmons and uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Sort of. And the evil yeah. and, and, and Sammy of. Kerr. Oh, dude, that is a good movie, though. Oh, that is a good movie. Good film. Yes. Oh, man. I forgot about Sammy Kerr. I might make that my third one. Oh, Damn. I, I you doing it on the fly. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah fuck it. I have a bootleg copy of that one because it was out of print for the longest time. Um, okay. So let's go to Lee. What? Give me another one. Give me another Halloween movie. Okay, so um, so mine, again, is definitely a Halloween movie because it's based at Halloween. Uh, it's 1988's Night of the Demons. Oh, I'm so um, glad you said that. I, I, like, literally yayed out loud when you guys put your episode up um, of that film because I was like, oh, I can't wait for the, to hear other people's input on it. Um, it's a spectacular movie. Oh, it is incredible. It's one I kind of saw by mistake. Um I shared a house with a friend, and his parents had moved out. Uh, and so basically, we were renting off them, and then his dad had left his VHS collection behind. And it was like midweek, and I had a six pack of beer, and I'd ordered pizza, and I just pulled it off the shelf at random. And was like, oh, fuck it, let's put this in and see what this is like. Yeah, and was just absolutely blown away by it. Now, Lee, um, are you ready to admit who your all time favorite 
hero is from that movie? Who you always wanted to be like? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got no qualms about saying that I I base myself on Stooge. He is the coolest <laughs> dude on the planet. <laughs> He's like the worst oh, character. Dear. Dude, no, Stooge is great, man. Stooge is great. He is so cool. <laughs> crude, crude, rude, dude. You would make a hell of a Stooge for Halloween. You have the hair and everything. Yeah. I, I, cut, I cut my mullet. But you, I mean, but you, you kind of, you could just put a pig nose on and we get the idea. And put dude, on I'm always down to wear a pig nose. Lee, do me a favor. What is uh, 1988's uh, Night of the Demons about? Uh, so it's that classic story, like it's been done so many times, but they do it perfectly. It's Halloween night. Um, a group of teenagers go out to party at a, fa- a, a kind of known haunted house in their neighbourhood. Um, it's an old, um, it's an old crematorium. Uh, so they go in there to have a party, and the house is actually haunted. And once they all get in. They slowly all start getting picked off one by one. When they get picked off, they get possessed by demons. Um, yeah, and it's just absolutely perfect. Um, it's so 80s. From from the very opening titles, which is kind of animated and have those really classic Halloween tropes of, like, it's a jack-o'-lantern and then it's the witch flying over the moon and it's a big haunted house on a hill it's got all those tropes um and it's just it's beautifully shot it's fantastically cast it was a nobody cast as well it's one of kevin tenney's mm-hmm. first films as well um linear quigley it did just everything about yeah linear quigley i think yeah you're right it's the only person who's uh who's kind of uh, was of note previously um, the scene with the tits still it still it just boggles my mind. It just yeah. boggles my mind. The, the, the tits scene in that movie. It's crazy. It's the thing, I know you guys watched uh, Halzoo recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, well, fairly recently, but that bit with the tits in Night of the Demons, Halzoo is basically that for a film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Oh God, House is so weird. So yeah. weird. I love it. Fun fact about uh, well, the who's the brunette girl in uh, in Night of the Demons? The uh, kind of gothic looking one. I can't think of her name right now. She was hot. Uh, uh, Amelia Kincaid yes. plays her. Uh, um, Damn, yeah. you're good. She is now a dog or a pet psychic, and I think she lives yeah. here in Texas. She's yeah, a, she's a pet in psychic. Texas. So, uh, <laughs> have, have you got a pet? Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to encourage that behavior. To be honest, I do. I, yeah. I, I went ghost hunting last night. I'm. I'm. A, I'm what you would call a hard skeptic um, at this point of all that shit. Um, perfect. Night of the Demons. Uh, I'm glad. I was looking at my DVD collection, trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about on this episode, and I wanted to. I almost picked that. I was like, I bet Lee's going to pick that, and I was right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess that makes it my turn. Uh, another 1988er. Um, and to be honest with you, I I had only seen this movie once and I didn't think much about it until we watched it for an episode of uh, Not For Everyone podcast in our first season, I guess. Like, it was a very early episode. Seasons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there were six seasons. seasons of this? Okay. Uh, 1988, right. written and directed by Stan Winston, Pumpkinhead. No. Oh, yeah. Did anyone else choose Pumpkinhead? 
No. No. But Pumpkinhead is fucking great, man. Here's the thing about Pumpkinhead. The director, Stan Winston, is mostly known for being an absolute fucking legend uh, in regards to makeup and special effects. I mean, uh, Terminator, Predator, Jurassic Park. uh, There's more. Mm -hmm. I think he had something to do with Alien, even. Um, What pains me about Pumpkinhead is that um, it's his only... His only other feature-length film that he directed was uh, A Gnome Named Norm, which is a buddy cop movie with Anthony Michael Hall, who his cop buddy is a gnome named uh, Norm. It's a gnome movie. <laughs> but, that, that, but that takes nothing it's away from like, Pumpkinhead. It's kind of like Bright. It takes nothing away from Pumpkinhead. It's kind of like Bright, but better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's the here's the synopsis of Pumpkinhead. It's a group of uh, a group of rowdy teenagers accidentally kill Lance Hendrickson's son with a motorcycle, and he is so distraught by this that he uh, consults with the local witch to summon the Pumpkinhead demon to get his revenge on the teenagers. Now, amazing. Uh, you may be ask you may be asking yourself, uh, what's what's a Pumpkinhead? What's a Pumpkinhead demon? What does that look like? Now, imagine uh, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Okay, and everyone close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. Imagine Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. And then um, if Mr. Burns drank the ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 (laughs) and turned into Super Mr. Burns um, with like a weird scorpion tail, I guess, um, it's really, really dark and it's really, really scary. Um, it's not so much dependent on kills, though there are some cool ones, but it's mostly he just kind of grabs people from above or, like, drags them out of frame. Um, I think there's a scene where, like, he stabs a guy with a gun, which is just a fun... I just like that irony for some reason. Um, but it's not, like, it's not so much a slasher where it's, like, dependent on kills or, like, a lot of set pieces and stuff. It's, like, the lurking terror of Super Mr. Burns amongst dark blue lighting. Um... And it's there's no like comic relief really at all. There's no, it's just no hold holds barred uh, absolute miserable terror. Um, yeah. Any 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 thoughts on uh, on on Pumpkinhead? It's a classic. It's amazing. It's wonderful. There should be like eight of them. No, there are several. Are. I do not recommend the sequels at all. <laughs> I don't mind the sequel. The second one's pretty good. The third and fourth ones are, are, are a little ropey. Um, the, the second one's watchable. Um, it's. I mean, yeah. just compare. Like, it should have been a great franchise. It should have been a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Nightmare Before Nightmare on Elm Street, or a uh, <laughs> uh, Friday the Thirteenth. But it just wasn't. I think it came out a little too late in the eighties for it to kind of ride that franchise train. And it was a franchise, it just wasn't a good one, uh, in my opinion. But the first one is just so fucking good. And so... I honestly don't think I've ever seen other other than the first one. I think I've only seen the first one. I think that's it. Now, we, we have watched it, and I remember loving it. But remind me, doesn't he start to kind of turn into the... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Does. Psychically connected to yeah. his risen it. So whenever it kills anybody, he sees it. And mm-hmm. then he very quickly realizes that he's... That he doesn't actually want the vengeance he originally believed he wanted. That's right. Yeah. Especially yeah, but the only reason he. Oh, go ahead, Adam. I was going to say because it's meant to be that he doesn't like the experience of actually doing it. Mm. Right. It was like yeah, a sort yeah. of separation he, thing. 
I was like, fuck off, he killed his kid, I'd happily fucking burn <laughs> Right. But, but that's the thing, the only, the only reason he didn't want it, he didn't want revenge by the end is because he's like, oh no, I'm turning into Pumpkinhead. He had his own repercussions, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if yeah. it was just like, oh, Pumpkinhead's out there killing him and I don't have to turn into Pumpkinhead, he'd have been <laughs> fine with it. Yeah. He, was just, he was just bitching out. It's a, it's a character you know, study. Mm-hmm. Further, further to Bobby's description of the beast, though, of, mm. of Pumpkinhead, by the end of it, it does look like you've got the alien and then you've replaced its head with yeah. a skinned dick with a picture of Lance Henderson on the end of it. Yeah. Which is so fucking horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's, it's one of those, true. I'm so glad I didn't see that as a child. Uh, I don't know if we'd be having this conversation. I did. You did. I did. How did that go over? That was like, I loved it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yes. Here you are. <laughs> Here you are. I started very early in my horror movie career. Very early. We're all learning and growing together today. On uh, mm-hmm. welcome, welcome to everyone. Um, who do we got next? Welcome to everyone. <laughs> uh, who's next? That would be Adam, I guess. Or Chris? Is it Chris? Oh no, you. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Okay. One, one of you guys um, talk. I don't care. <laughs> Um, well, I've I racked my brains on a third one. I did toy with the fog because it's just a great ghost story, and I think I saw it. I think the first time I saw it was when they broadcast it on Halloween, when they actually bothered. Because that was another thing in this uh, over here. It was very few and far between. Ghostwatch was like one of the few nights where they put on like a really good Halloween, like they had loads of horror films showing that night and everything as well. But a lot of the time, they don't sort of bother. But yeah, I'm sure I saw The Fog on Halloween, and it was just perfect because it was exactly like the campfire story that you want on Halloween. Um, but obviously, and I've done Halloween 3, so that kind of, I count that as my carpenter bit. Um, <laughs> and there's loads, there's loads of sort of, uh, there's loads of TV specials that I probably watch more than I do films of Halloween. And this one isn't technically a special uh, a halloween special but actually it's uh the episode of the young ones nasty <laughs> because to me that is nice. halloween especially because you have the fucking damned in the middle of it mm-hmm. and just get to fucking listen to the damned for five minutes as well as That's- south african vampires and uh video nasties with incredible titles such <laughs> as sex with the headless corpse of the virgin astro that is the T-shirt you're wearing right now. Actually, the T-shirt I'm wearing right now. The, uh, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. The reason why was that, that planned? <laughs> Sorry. Was that planned? That T-shirt? No, because I've just been sitting here, and my third one was quite nebulous. I was thinking about like, I had lots of films as a third one, and then yeah, I was like, it's probably going to be a TV special. And there's like Psychoville did a very good Halloween special. Um, and there's sort of other ones, but and Bottom actually, like Rick and A's other show, they did uh, a Halloween episode, which is specifically a Halloween episode. But Nasty, I think even from a kid, I would associate that with Halloween and watch it. Um, yeah. Now, how would you respond to going back to the fog for a moment here? Um, mm. That is kind of known as Carpenter's slower burn films. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people find it 
almost too slow to the point where it's not as uh, that it doesn't resonate as well or not as big of fans of the fog yeah. because of that. Um, how do you respond to those people? Well, I understand. We we actually went to an all nighter of uh, John Carpenter films, Oof. like six films in one night. The Prince Charles in London. That sounds amazing. It was fantastic. That was on Halloween night. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I even had the weirdest thing. Is basically we. I think it was Lee and me and Lee's brother Dean, a uh, friend of ours, Drew. There was, was that it? I think it was only us guys, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think, uh, and Drew, you and Lee, you and Drew decided to go early, didn't you? Because it was going to be like, we'd have to wait around half hour for the trains to start running again. And I think it was like, but the last film was They Live. And at the end of it, we went outside, uh, Dean put his sunglasses on. And I was like, oh, I wish I brought mine. And then he found a pair of sunglasses in his bag where someone could obviously just mistaken his bag for theirs and put them in but it was like at this point we've been up all night watching John Carpenter movies and we've just come out of They Live so we were like it's been put there man Keith David put them there that's what they did <laughs> Roddy Piper snuck into the cinema put them there put them on and we and there was a tentative moment as I put them on that I was expecting for all the billboards to change and to see some skull <laughs> uh, but sorry back to the point is um, I think The Fog was film number four and it was a real mistake in the middle of an all-nighter. Yeah. Because you'd had you had Halloween, um, Escape from New York, uh, They Live was on later, like I say, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Um, and then, yeah, but just... And then after Big Trouble in Little China, The Fog. And it, like, did kill out the mood. So <laughs> I can understand why some people... What did it end with? Um, they Live? Uh, it ended they with They Live. Okay. Which was, yeah, which was... That was the thing is you couldn't end with the fog in a weird way because that's too sort of by the time you've watched five other films. Oh, and the thing, the thing was on as oh, well. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think the thing, I think it was the thing, and then uh, they live at the end. So it was the fog, then the thing, then they live. So they sort of built back up in a weird way. But yeah, it was. Uh, it did sort of. I think it it lost a lot of. Uh, the rowdiness and everything out of the room, especially because <laughs> it's the fault film, by which point we're all flagging. So Right. <laughs> the booze had run out by that point, and the bar had been closed for two hours, and we were like, I've been sat in here for, yeah, yeah I don't eight know. hours. I don't, know no if that's, I don't know if that's the best choice for, uh, like, a marathon, a John Carpenter. I, I get that it no, is I iconic. No, I don't fog in there at all. No, I want, no. like, In the Mouth of Madness instead of The Fog. Yeah, mm, uh, or something like that. You got to at least do, you know, the um, what do they call the apocalypse trilogy, uh, which is yeah, you should the have thing. Prince of Darkness. In there as well. Oh, Prince Adam, uh, crude rude dude hates Prince of Darkness. Oh yes, I don't. <laughs> fucking super. Because you're a fucking rube. Fucking lava lamp is the devil. <laughs> that movie's stupid. <laughs> All right, crude rude dude. What do you got for your? I guess it's on, we're on our last uh, round here. This is the last round. I was gonna say Beetlejuice because Beetlejuice is fucking fantastic. Um, but nice I really want to piss Bobby off. Yeah, I want to piss Bobby off, and I also want to get um, the Welcome to Horror Guys opinions. So I'm gonna go with Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh God! <laughs> you know what? Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Say this what you just will. Took a weird okay. turn. I love Rob Zombie's Halloween. It is so brutally violent. There are so many. There's like 26 fucking murders. And half of them are when he's a kid. 
Like it goes into the whole like thing of him as a kid. It's not just like one five minute scene of him as a kid. There's like a whole thing of him as shut up, Bobby. I'm not talking to you. And they just they, they graphically kill so many people in that movie. It's fantastic. And it's Rob Zombie. So he's got his cast of all the guys that we know from old 70s movies and shit, you know? They're all in it. So without Bobby talking, let me get the opinion of the Welcome to Horror guys. Let me what get, y'all think let of me Rob get, Zombie? Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight, Adam. Oh, fuck. What? We're doing an episode on the top three Halloween movies. Uh-huh. Of our, that, you know, for us personally. Of whatever Halloween means to us. Of whatever, <laughs> and you chose not the John Carpenter Halloween. No, no. Okay. I chose one, again, to, to clarify, specifically to piss you off. It's working. <laughs> it's working. It's working. What All are right. your thoughts on the Rob Zombie Halloween movie, Lee? Um, I personally, yeah, I, I didn't like it. Um, mm, there's a part for Bobby. Uh, so, so the reason being, uh, I had, um, again, you know, not admitting that I've ever broken the law, but I had a pirate copy of that, uh, which was like the uncut one, and it had a really nasty scene in it that kind of turned me against it a bit. And then it was out of the out of the, the, the theatrical release, I believe. Was it a torture uh, scene? Yeah, no, it was like a it was like a really nasty rape scene that was in it for for no kind of reason. Didn't really work. Um, yeah, and that kind of turned me against it. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. I didn't finish it. But that being said, I've not been back and actually watched the theatrical version, so I've just written it down because this year on the run-up to Halloween, I am going to go back and re-watch it as it's it's now been Bobby shaking his head at me. But I know, I love it, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have a divisive movie. And that's the thing, like, I find, I've always said that with Rob Zombie, I find him very hit and miss, like, his good films are spectacular, and his bad films are painful to watch. Um, here's here's a rift between Not For Everyone versus uh, Welcome to Horror. Adam and I despise, the, what's the witch one that he did? Uh, Salem, oh, Lords of Salem. You guys seem to celebrate that, that movie. Make a case oh, for Lords of Salem. So We're going to go on a side note here. Make a case for Lords of Dude, Salem. I tried to watch it again and again. I can't. I hate it. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> even if, even though it's got Evil Lynn in it, it's still fucking stupid. <laughs> Masters of the Evil Lynn. Yeah, I got you. I got you. It's a great cast. It's it's a very slow burn film. Um, and, and the end does get kind of loose. It's one of those films where I kind of forget where it ends. So I remember it being slow burn and really good. And then every time I watch it, I go, oh, yeah. And then it gets a bit mental at the end. I always forget about that. Have but we... I kind of like the slow burn element that runs up to it. A crude Rude Dude, have we finished Lords of Salem? I feel like we turned it off and didn't even fucking finish it. I have finished the movie. Okay. I have. And then I've tried to watch it again and just... And, I, and when I finished it the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, why the fuck did I watch? God, what the fuck, Rob Zombie? Come on, man. But, uh, no, man, listen, Rob Zombie's Halloween's fucking legit, dude. <laughs> Adam, have you seen it? I've got I've got a hint with Lords of Salem. If you're watching it on, like, Netflix or whatever and you've got the option, change the dialogue, like, the, the audio to the Italian dub and put the subtitles on. Mm. And what? then watch it and you'll probably think you're watching, like, Fulci. Wow. Okay. Or something like that. It just, I don't know why, but I just think like that, that might be the case. Have you done that? A, I've, no, uh, but I did hear some, someone was saying they'd done it on 
a load of films to make them look classier. (laughs) I've heard that about Blade Runner. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard people, but they said that what they do is they put the French uh, French audio on and then the subtitles at the bottom and it was like immediately it felt classy. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) So I think, yeah, I think that theory could work for... I'm going to try it. I'm going to try I have, it. I have seen Rob Zombie's Halloween. I'm not a fan. I have to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a win. Okay. I'm just, I, I just didn't see the point of it. And I wasn't that bothered about the sort of, yes, Rob, we've both read the same serial killer books. We both know what makes a serial killer. I'm bored that you've done it with Michael Myers. <laughs> there he is torturing a dog. There he is with his abusive family and alcoholic father and stripper mother. There you go. Chris, have you you seen the Rob Zombie Halloween? The the only Rob Zombie film I've seen is House of a Thousand Corpses. Let's keep it. Watch Devil's Rejects and you can call it it good there. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, sir. I think maybe that would be our next next full um, welcome, welcome to everyone. Um, Welcome we'll everyone. Do, we'll do Lord of Salem. Yeah. I, I'm down. Do. Yeah. I'm down. Zombie showdown. Adam, yeah. our crude rude dude might sh- might not show up to that, but I'm down to I'm down <laughs> to do it for the sake of uh, our audience, I guess. And I we, we can have, have like say, a we um, can have like a, a battle I'll royale. Talk shit. I'll give you my opinion. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, giving him some fuel to come on and talk yeah. shit. About. I mean, I think we find that a lot easier than getting him to watch something he enjoyed. Uh, I think. Yeah. But I think a good we'll, judge of character. I'm kind of also disappointed that Adam moved on from Beetlejuice because he is Beetlejuice. I will just say <laughs> don't, that. Don't tell him that. It's, it's, seriously, <laughs> I, no, I just had to say it because I kept, I kept seeing clips of Beetlejuice. So it's just, it's Adam, isn't it? <laughs> now right. that you say that. It ain't dead yet. That's, that's where I'm going in the afterlife. But yeah, no, Beetlejuice is fucking spectacular. I watch that like twice a year. I have it on DVD, VHS, fucking every streaming service that has it. I still goddamn watch it because Beetlejuice is just like obviously, honestly, one of the best movies ever fucking made. And it's crazy to me that it's Alec Baldwin in that movie because he does not look like Alec Baldwin of today. No. Nah. Didn't even know, you wouldn't even know it was fucking Alec Baldwin if you saw him compared to him in anything 20 years later. You He's know? not all bloated and smug. <laughs> yeah. Can, can yeah, I... Can I jump in yes, again? Yes, Because yeah. Crude Rude Dude is totally messing with me tonight because my third film was... Crude Rude Dude wins the <laughs> Guess Chris's Movies competition. Yeah, well, it totally ruined it all completely. Chris, go ahead. What do you got for Beetlejuice? Hey, Chris. Yeah, right, okay, so... Horror, huh? Yeah. <laughs> now this was the thing, right? With Trick or Treat, I thought I could present that in a way that you might not get it straight away. With Beetlejuice, I could not come up with anything that would not give it away almost immediately. Just everything about it is iconic, yeah. and it, yeah. So, so I didn't. I was just going to waffle about it and say why I chose what I thought to be not really horror, but um, definitely comedy, but with all, obviously all the dark elements. And, and it was a film that stood out to me when I was younger, just so much. Not that I've even seen it that often, just um, like Michael Keaton in it is so good. And as Adam said, like I was thinking, yeah, there is definitely a similarity between Crude Rude Dude and Beetlejuice. <laughs> and I would say uh, um, there's def- it's definitely weird 
If I if, if, of of the, yeah. of the five of us, the two people that have like the oh. overlapping choices is crude, rude dude, and Chris is one of the that's most right. mind blowing things that's happened in 2020, and it is 2020. <laughs> It's possibly the most significant thing that's yes. happening. Yeah, I would, you I would agree. Chris. I like it. I like it's it. a slow news year. We have a. Um, <laughs> we're establishing think? heterosexual life partners on Welcome to uh, <laughs> Everyone. I'm going but, with England. But yeah, he's, you know. like I'm left with Craig then, am I? It's all right. Like, just everything about the film is just great. Like, I think, you know, the, the fact that it flipped kind of ghosts on the head so i think it's the first time i saw look that's what it's like to be a ghost behind the scenes where you're like right. you're trying to plan what you've got to do to the people um and then the afterlife where you're just sitting in a waiting room and it's like, <laughs> yeah just uh, so uh, so much about it is also, amazing also an afterlife where if you've committed suicide you end up working in admin <laughs> yeah. that is that's cruel that's a genuine <laughs> government like, job yeah that's like a really good hell to be put in that it's just like oh fuck i'm working in an office again yeah for all eternity well <laughs> yeah, forever <laughs> ever and ever oh man yeah beetlejuice is fucking great that's it's great i mean i think we had a good selection of movies. i'm glad that i got to pick one that pissed everybody off i'm glad yeah, that yeah. <laughs> mission accomplished we all need to rewatch that one all right i need to watch the halloween tree and i think i've seen everything else everybody said it's because this is the this is the thing that we've we said with with Welcome to Horror. Unfortunately, is we felt that because it was the films that Adam and I loved, we've really only shown Chris stuff that mm. we like. So we haven't, with the exception of the odd film, there hasn't been anything that we've really ripped apart. Because generally, we only show him things that we both like because we right. kind of agree on it. Um, yeah, and, and, I, and Death Deathline, you started to like more after we watched it. Yeah, and I didn't like it before. And it was like, like, uh... I think Lee just focuses on the... He remembers the grotty 70s business of it. But actually, when you watch it, There's you a lot, watch yeah. Donald Pleasant <laughs> yeah. like, in the Sweeney for an hour and a half. <laughs> wait, what Christopher Lee turns up halfway through to oh, wait. switch at him. What's the other name for it, though? Oh, uh, yeah. Raw Meat. Raw Meat. Yeah, raw yeah. Meat. I have I have raw meat. We need to watch that. Uh, I was gonna that. I was gonna suggest that as doing an episode on raw meat, but then like right when I was thinking about doing it, you guys came out with uh, that episode. I was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My birthday choice one year. Yeah, yeah. Adam, uh, I'm sorry, crude rude dude. You would you would very much like enjoy in that enjoy that movie. Yeah, it is cracking. All right, I want really you. Yeah, go for it, man. Because it's yeah. Donald that's, Pleasance. That's the attitude. It's the <laughs> best fucking thing Donald Pleasance has ever done. Mm. Like, mm. More so than Halloween. And that, that's so than something. Blofeld or anything Escape like that. from New yeah. York is that's a bold. Uh, wow. <laughs> that's a bold statement there, uh, Adam. Um, oh, he's just wouldn't he in perfect perfect darkness? It. Fucking hate that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely fucking like Lava Lamps. Darkness, so that's always a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I guess that would make it uh, would make it my turn for my last of my three. Nineteen eighty two. Toby Hooper slash Steven Spielberg directed um, Poltergeist. Mm. Um, I don't know if I've ever said anything about this on our show, but uh, I will watch any haunted house movie that's ever been made. 
Um, I've seen every Paranormal Activity movie. Um, I've seen every Conjuring Universe movie. Um, the original Haunting is one of the best films ever made. Yeah. Um, Did you watch The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix? Uh, yes. It was all right. You're fucking, you're fucking lying. You didn't watch that shit. Shut the fuck up. I can go back, I can go back and find episodes of Not For Everyone podcast where we both talk about that, uh, that show. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, but I, I, I credit Poltergeist for my love, uh, weird obsession with Haunted House movies. Um, cause it's like the first actual horror movie I ever saw. Cause I'd always been drawn to stuff like Gremlins and, and Beetlejuice and The Witches, which is horrifying. But it's oh, not it's like, like yeah. a, those were all kind of like either silly and or kids movies. Um, but the first horror movie I ever saw, I think, was Poltergeist. And it scared the pants off me to keep it PG-13 yeah. around here. Um, to the point where I, I, I basically I actively avoided that movie until I was about 17 years old. Because um, this movie, like, it, it goes after the kids which is just next level horrifying mm. to me. Mm. Um, it's not teenagers. It's not, uh, you know, it's not like a, a monster destroying a city or so. It's like, hey, uh, uh, that, that little girl's watching some uh, uh, white noise on the TV there, and then the national anthem plays, and then uh, ghosts bring her into the ghost dimension. Meanwhile, the brother has a, uh, an evil clown, and then a, a, uh, a tree arm comes out and breaks through his window and, and merges him into the tree. Uh, my six-year-old brain is forever tainted because of this film. And uh, because of that, I watch it. I also am a big fan of Poltergeist, too. I watch Poltergeist once a year around Halloween. Everyone else, thoughts on Poltergeist? A, we need to cover it one day. It does sound like it. Because it's, <laughs> it's fucking it, classic. It's been one that has been sat there in the back of my mind. It's like, yeah, we've got to do Poltergeist at some point. I'm, I'm amazed that Steven Spielberg was involved in it. It's, well, it's a weird one as well because it's kind of like no one's ever really come out because it's Toby Hooper who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre and yeah. Massacre 2. But it's a bit of a grey area about how much Steven Spielberg ended up directing. Mm. I don't think Toby Hooper got thrown off it, but yeah. The story is that like Steven Spielberg was a producer of it, but mm. was not happy with the direction Toby was going. And I mean, again, Toby Hooper makes movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and fucking Life Force, you know what I mean? So <laughs> the, the direction that Poltergeist ended up going in seems to be that it was more of a Steven Spielberg-made joint than anything else, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a great fucking movie, though. It's a great it fucking has, movie. It has that Spielberg family dynamic yeah. that all his films have to various levels of annoyance. Because mm -hmm. yeah. so, sometimes it's great and it really draws you in, and then there's other times when you're just like, "I'm going to be absolutely sick in a minute because this is <laughs> too we bloody should, nice." We should totally cover it because it's a film that I've probably not seen in ten or fifteen years, so I'm definitely due for a rewatch. And it is an absolute solid classic, and no. it also helps that you do have fucking mad sequels to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. They're, they're not up to the they're not quite up to the quality of the original but certainly the second one is fucking weird and you've got the preacher. man poltergeist 3 is the scariest one 
Oh, because no. Because they're not... the little girl. Ugh. And the little girl dies in real life. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But Poltergeist... Right. Great. Poltergeist 2, the braces scene, is probably one of my favorite kills of all time. Um, basically, the little boy has braces on, and they all distend out into this wiry thing that wraps... It's very, very awesome. It reminded me of the scary woman out of Superman 3. Uh, it's yeah. that same sort of thing where she gets robotized. <laughs> well, you just ruined Poltergeist 2 for me, uh, Adam, so thank you for that. <laughs> no, Poltergeist 2, I mean, the fact that there's the... Because Poltergeist 2, obviously you get the preacher, mm -hmm. who yeah. is Cain, who is just absolutely one of the most horrific... Non made up people to appear in a film ever, and but and you also get the bit where the dad throws up a man, yeah, <laughs> yes, which is just yes. again, it has fantastic. everything, yeah, it really is bloody mad. I love it. I've probably seen two more than I've seen the original. I, yes, I, yeah, I could see that. Okay, uh, Lee, I think it's time for you to send us off with your last pick. Am I, am I forgetting anyone? Has everyone gone? Well, they're all three except for Lee. Well, I stole two of Chris. Uh, yeah, I'll move. Yeah, you, Chris, you didn't even have to come. Thanks for stopping by, though. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my third choice, um, I've deliberated over this for quite some time, um, and I, I was genuinely convinced that we'd covered this as an episode to the point where I was going through... Um, our uh, SoundCloud account going, no, there must be something wrong with the tagging because we definitely covered this, but we haven't. Um, Curse of the Crimson Altar from 1968. Um, also called the Crimson Cult. I'm not even familiar with this. Oh, man. Right, so... Yeah. So I loved horror stuff always, but I kind of had a few years where I kind of fell out of touch with it. Um, and then we got because we don't get horror hosts over here the same way you guys in the US do. So we kind of got one come through, um, and they started doing stuff. I think it was like Channel Four, and it was late night on a Friday. Um, oh, and you're one night, Doctor Terror. I am talking about Doctor Terror. That was BBC Two, and was he, it BBC Two? he first appeared on BBC Television the night that they did Ghost Watch. Ah, okay. It was like a guy in demon makeup, and on Ghost on the night that Ghostwatch was on, he hosted the whole night of horror stuff afterwards. Yeah, like, uh, loads of films like Creep Show and stuff like that they put on. And, yeah, and he yeah, and he was called Doctor Walpurgis then, and then they brought him back as Doctor Patera because people could pronounce it. <laughs> so uh, and then yeah, he used to do, they used to do it on BBC Two, and he'd usually get like. A, it'd be like a black and white it'd be basically a universal and a hammer you'd get like a 30s or 40s film and then you'd get like a 60s British film, 50s and 60s British film. Things they didn't have to um, pay people for. Cheap exactly, licensing yeah. yes. Yeah So they did uh, Doctor Terror's House of Horror was the first one I saw and then the following week they did uh, The Curse of the Crimson Altar um, which has got Boris Karloff and Christopher Lee in the same film. Wow. Um, yeah. Interesting. Exactly. Like what, a, what a totally solid cast. Um, and it's shot at a place called Grimsdyke Manor, um, 
which is not far from us. It's just around the other side of London. It's uh, Enfield sort of way. Um, and I've stayed there for the night. Unfortunately, not in the grey room that's featured in this, but um, yeah, I'm guessing that's like the uh, kind of like the, uh, what do they call it? The honeymoon suite. Mm. It's got like a massive carved four poster bed, but it's in loads of films. So this film was made by Tygon, um, who also did uh, Witchfinder General and um, Cry of the Banshee. Um, they did the Ghoul as well, which is well worth checking out if you've not seen it. Yeah. John Hurt and Peter Cushing. That is <laughs> great, that is. It's basically the reptile, only horrible. Oh. Yeah. That sounds incredible. Like, it's a bit like Hammer, but more violent or more... The Taiwan stuff's much more brutal. You like yeah. which kind of generalist. Yeah. Like, it's that, it's that kind of hard-to-watch edge. Um, but this film doesn't have that so much. Uh, but yeah, so it's a fantastic cast, uh, and the the plot of the story is um, it's an antique dealer, and his brother goes missing, so he goes looking for him, uh, and and they have a, so they had a witch burn at the stake called Lavinia Morley, and every year Barbara Steele as well. It, it is Barbara Steele, yeah, 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 who plays Lavinia. Um, so every year they have this thing where they bring out like. Um, you guys don't have it in the US, but we have a thing over here called Guy Fawkes Night, uh, which is when we have fireworks. It's on the 5th of November. So it's literally the weekend after Halloween is when we have all of our fireworks. And we all have a gone for Vendetta. I've seen that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful tradition that we've ingrained in ourselves that we burn in effigy yeah. the man who tried to destroy Parliament. Like, awesome. that's not a real sort of... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, definitely, kids. Go out and do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit bag. But like no say, begging for candy, though. Oh, no. Yeah. You used, used to beg with the guy, though. You, you would have... You yeah. Because it was Guy Fawkes. Was like Look a what a wonderful before. guy I've built. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd always be like a couple of stuffed pillows in a jacket yeah. with a football for an egg. And then you'd be outside the supermarket going, penny for the guy, this stuff. Penny for yeah. the guy. But by the time it was like, our age were doing it. He was like, "You're meant to be getting a pounce." There we go. <laughs> we know folks. <laughs> oh yeah. Bobby is now wearing a V for Vendetta mask. Yeah, I usually don't put it on until the sun goes down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So the, so the the kind of the story is of this film. So he goes looking for his so his brother goes looking for antiques. Goes to this strange village. Sends him back a few bits of a letter that says, I'm not feeling very well. Things are getting a bit weird. I'll be back in a couple of days. They get the box 10 days later and there's no sign of the brother. So he goes looking for him. Um, and Christopher Lee is the Lord of the Manor who lives in Grimsdyke Manor. Um, yeah, and basically he's searching for his brother. And it is supposed to be based on um, uh, an H.P. Lovecraft story. Which is Dreams in the House. But it's uh, not okay. quiet. But yeah, it's that kind of. So he keeps having strange dreams about being in a room and being asked to sign a book in blood. And stuff. It's, like, it's really good. It's, it's a fantastic story. It's very hammer, but not. Um, yeah, and it, it's just. A, it's a solid. And it's such a fantastic film, and it's got an amazing cast. 
and I, I can't believe that it's just such a, a a missed movie. So I definitely had to have it as as my number one because I have to watch it. I mean, I watched this film just randomly about three weeks ago, and then we, I, I had to have it on this list. So Jennifer and I watched it again before we recorded this. And it's um, really, like you say, it's one of those weird ones where it's got some notable stars and is really good, but no one seems to talk about it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, and it, it's a really solid story, and it looks fantastic. And yeah, it's yeah. So it's one I have to. I probably watch two or three times a year, but Halloween definitely always comes out. It's got because it's got Halloween ingrained in it, and Guy Fawkes and all the fireworks and stuff. It's it's just got a really good feel about it that, like watching the scenes and things, watching people's breath and the fireworks go, and then just that's the other thing, like. It's that 60s thing of them just throwing fireworks onto a bonfire. <laughs> okay. Like, that was a normal thing to do. It's like, no. It's, yeah, that's not acceptable. Um, but apparently this film is kind of uh, referred to as being the death of Boris Karloff because he was out shooting, and he was obviously much older at this point, and they went out and shot it in the dark at night um, and apparently kept him out a bit too long and he ended up catching pneumonia and dying. Mm. Um, so mm. this film, unfortunately... Oh, shit. This movie killed Boris Karloff. <laughs> killed Boris Karloff. Um, but it, it is based on H.P. Lovecraft. This is like, this has got everything. I've never seen it. I'm watching this. Man, you Adam is hard as a rock right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me say that again. Crude, rude dude is hard as a rock right now based on everything you just said. Mm. Strong like bull. <laughs> You've got a night ahead of you. It's got an early meta. Um, like before meta was meta, it had a thing as well where they're walking up the stairs of the of the house, and he even says, "Oh yeah, this this house feels so much like a horror film." You almost expect Boris Karloff to come walking down, and then five minutes later, he turns up in the scene in the film as a character. Like it's oh wow, yeah, it's a really phenomenal film. So uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, crude rude dude we should do an episode on that just to, as a nod homage to welcome to horror because neither of us are familiar with this and again like I, what was the other movie I said I was going to watch tonight or Lord, this- Lords of Salem oh no raw I'm meat not, fuck you <laughs> raw meat raw meat alright excellent um, well, let's do let's do a quick uh, quick recap uh, Adam what were your top three again um my top three were Ghost Watch, Halloween Three, and the episode of The Young Ones Nasty. Excellent. Um, uh, crude, rude, dude, and Chris. What were your top three again? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go first. Be- Beetlejuice. Oh wait, no, that was uh, yours. Don't say it three times. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, nearly. What did I say? You said trick or treat. What did I, say? I said trick or treat. Yeah. Yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, Trick or Treat, and Rob Zombie's Halloween. That's That's for you, Bobby. Chris, did we leave any of yours off there? Yeah, I had Donnie Darko. That's right. Trick or Treat. Hi. And I did go for Beetlejuice. I didn't scrap it for some rubbish Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. Which I did. But I'm going to watch that now because, you know. See what it's all about. Hey, if I know what you like, and I know what you yeah. like, you might like it, all right? <laughs> that is true, actually. Yeah, yeah. As you've had such a crossover so far, it'd be wrong right. for you to watch it. It's very, Chris actually it's very does bizarre. a lot of research on remakes for us. 
because yeah. me and Lee are quite sniffy pricks. And so mm-hmm. we're like, so <laughs> like, I'm not going to watch that as a remake of a classic film. Why would I do that? Uh, whereas Chris actually watches them and comes back and says, they're actually good. You I'm, know, I'm, op- I'm open to anything. Nice. <laughs> I would leave that there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> it's a family show. And, uh... <laughs> you actually. Um, Bobby mentioned earlier the witches as one that he'd um, oh, that he, he loved as an old, you know, like a family friendly one. I just realised on IMDb today they've remade that film without my knowledge. I don't know who the fuck agreed to this without my knowledge, um, but they've remade it. It's coming well, out of Halloween with Anne Hathaway. In Zemeckis, Robert Zemeckis made it. The really? fuck? Yeah. Totally. So I'll watch it. I can't expect it to be as terrifying as Angelica Houston as a creepy ass witch mm-hmm. in that old movie that's supposedly for children because that movie is freaking horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Claire is nodding in the corner on that as well. Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that movie is why yeah. I am, uh, for lack of a better phrase, uh, fucked up as an adult today. <laughs> um, and Lee, what was your uh, what were your three choices here? Uh, so the Halloween tree uh, animated from 1993, uh, Night of the Demons, the Kevin Tenney movie from 1988, and then finally Curse of the Crimson Altar, or for those of you across the pond, uh, the Crimson Cult uh, from 1968. Excellent. And nice. mine was Slither from 2006, uh, Pumpkinhead from 1988, and Poltergeist from 1982. Mm. Guys, this was a very... Um, I'm not going to say it was, I'm just so glad it was a diverse uh, answer to this question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, I was so afraid it was going to be like Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween. But meanwhile, we got a <laughs> uh, crude rude dude over there like Rob Zombie's Halloween. And we're like, fuck you. And, uh, you know, it was a fun, uh, it was a fun conversation because of that. And, and among other things. We've all learned something. We've all learned. We've all learned, some learning We've all and learned and grow, grown together. Um, we're all yes, just part right. of the same human family. Doesn't matter where we're from, where we grew up. We just want great things for our friends and family. Uh, just want to go to work each day and then and provide for everyone. Just and, stop and, talking, and Bobby. <laughs> just shut up. Can we can we end this now? Are we done? I think. I think on that note, uh, happy Halloween, everyone. It's uh, 2020. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. The most horrifying year in history. 